I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Winners of the East London Challenge Cup soon after their formation in 1885. The old Millwall Rovers are now known to their roaring supporters as the last. Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Octon Millwall. Well, hello, welcome once again to a new season of Achtung Millwall, and here we are at Bromley Football Club, courtesy of um, the efforts of Hannibal, sitting next to me, um, for the world's famous round table discussion pre-season. To my left, I see the suntanned, relaxed <laughs> Barry Bongo Perkins. Good morning, Harris out. <laughs> to the front, Mr Fire Extinguisher himself. <laughs> Good afternoon. Peter Heard. Good afternoon. And to my right, the bearded hipster, the relaunched version, the, the socially conscious Mr. Hannibal Derek King. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show, dear listeners. Um, just a quick message to Don, who can't be with us today. He's, um, well, two reasons, I think. One, he's moved well out to the very fringe of Kent. He's almost French, I believe, now. He's on the coast of, <laughs> of Kent. And he's also um, undergoing some um, medical treatment, which we wish him well with. So he can't be with us today. But thoughts with you, Don. Um, gentlemen, welcome. It's been quite a summertime, one way and the other. Um, it's only two months since Wembley. I want to find that quite astounding. It feels a lot longer. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't it just? I mean, it's... It, my notes here, I, I can't think of a, a time where Mill Football Club has had more of a buzz about it. It, it really does feel rightly or wrongly like there's, there's some electricity running through the place at the moment. Do, do we agree? Yeah. Yeah, I've not looked forward to the start of the season quite so much for many years, I've got to say. Now, we, yeah. we sh- I was struck um, through the playoffs because the playoff um, tournament and the, the actual getting into the playoffs was slightly against the odds achievement really because there was a moment at Bristol where I think we were five minutes from um, going nowhere basically and would have looked very different this season but one thing that um, came across at the end of last season throughout the season really was like I put an iron determination to succeed and I think that's if I was to pick out one thing that Neil Harris has brought to our club it's it's that it's steel there's there's a a will to win 
that's not been there for some time. I think it's been recognisable. There was a good uh, mood uh, amongst the squad last year, especially when you think we followed the whole, you know, the year before with you know Tony Craig. You know, should he got the armband or not? Um, and there was there was that period where we all thought, oh, you know, Craig and Morrison. But I, I think I was quite impressed, really, the um, the mood of the the squad and the team last year, which I think really really helped. Because you're quite right, Nick. There was times last year where you just thought, we ain't going to do this. No. We really ain't going to do this. So some real character come out of that team last year, which really pleased me. Yeah, I think on the back of that cup run, after that, it went a bit. There was a lot of hair shape. Yeah. We, we went from a pretty strong yeah. position into being a weak one. And to pull them back round on that, you know, it was a couple of little signings that came in and gave us a bit of energy in that. And, and, and <clears> just the whole, like you say, it all suddenly lifted at the right time. Momentum got behind us. And I never had any doubt we were going to go and win at Wembley. I just felt it was... Did you not? No, I just felt that it was there for us. <laughs> and that was from someone who, to be frank, didn't think we had a hope in hell last season. I thought we were in for a difficult season last year. I think I, I said we'd finish about 10th or something. And I thought it was interesting that Harris picked his, uh, his favourite game as the Charlton game. And when he when he was asked why he picked that, he said that's when we went on the 17-game unbeaten yeah. run. That galvanised the team, mm. and that was probably make or break point of the season. Yeah. We had a bad spell in October, didn't we, September, October. Yeah. We had a wobble early in the season. Four, four or five defeats in a row or whatever it was. And yeah. we didn't go through another spell like that for the rest of the season, did we? No, yeah. the, the Tottenham going... It was a bit of a smack in the mouth, back, wasn't it? I, yeah. I think that knocked us back. Yeah. There was a, a, I can't even call it a golfing quality. It was, it was a different, different level yeah. they were playing. Yeah. At. yeah. Um, and I think that probably took us all back a little bit. And I think there was a bit of a, a dip after that. But then that was recovered. Mm. Yeah. And April worked out. And the reason I say iron determination is to come back at Bristol, which was a tough situation. So it was a non-leaguey little ground. It was horrible. And I think we gave up a two-goal. Um, spread there at one point for yeah. each, I think, and yeah. then to come back and win it and get into the playoffs was 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 quite something. Um, the summertime, obviously, you know, we, we went on the win at Wembley. Um, the summertime has been spent strengthening a squad. I mean, I, I suppose if there was a criticism of the team last season, it seems a bit churlish on the back of a promotion season. But there was a, probably a lack of quality at times. Do you yeah. think? Yeah. And depth, and depth. <laughs> you know, when we yeah. was a centre half down, we really missed him. You know, we, we, mm. we knew we would struggle in games. Whereas, you know, I think all of the signings have improved the squad pretty much. Yeah. I, I mean, I went, I went yesterday um, down the den to see the pre-season game. I don't like say, like we all say, we don't do. It. No. That's the biggest thing I got out of yesterday. We scored three good goals. They weren't much of an opposition. They were a bit tippy tappy Spanish, but the biggest thing I got out of yesterday was the strength for the squad. And we've got some real strength in there now. We've done, I mean, just looking at the summertime business, um, coming in over the course of the last two months, incredible, really. Looking at the numbers of decent signings. I mean, um, George Savile, we know about him already. Uh, is it James Meredith, Tom Elliott, Jed Wallace, we know about already. Uh, Connor McLaughlin, and now most recently Jake Cooper, which I think was, um, was a couple of days ago. Um, no one can really disagree with any of those signings. I mean, they've, they've added they've added depth to positions. It, yeah, it was back up. It looked like for once they've actually gone out. And they know the players they want. It's that classic bit of try before we buy. We always do at Mill. So Cooper's pretty known. Wallace is known. Yeah. You know, Savile's known. These are players that Harris obviously knows and are going to fit well with the team. I love the look of uh, Meredith at Wembley. I thought he was one of Bradford's best players. Him and the the little right winger who gave us uh, in the second leg. We'll see. Was it Smith? The, the fellow yeah. in the second league. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
No, sorry, Marshall. Marshall. Oh, yeah. mixed up because there was also the winger who came on and roasted Craig in the semi. That's what we mixed up. But they look like players who, who fit what he wants. You know, he's got a way he wants the squad to gel and be. Yeah. This, and, yeah. You know, he, he, to me, this is like going back to the, the governors from Calvin's book. Yeah. This is what I sense now. There's a new yeah. governors emerging. He's, he's looking very much at the, 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 the personal qualities of the players and they fit the bill. And, and they all look proper players. You know, yeah. they all look. So, great, great example. And again, it's, it's one game, but. Williams was superb yesterday, and I, I do wonder whether how much Savile's had an impact on that. Um, and you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, it's going to be a little bit different this year, it's a different league, but Williams was superb yesterday. Some of the passing he was making um, was really, really impressive. And it makes you wonder now that, you know, and, and Ben Thompson come on the second half, I think he was brilliant. Yeah. Really played really, really well. Competition for places. Yeah, it you, you makes you wonder, you know, and we, you know, we were bringing the ball out from the back, the full-backs are good. Um... Gregory and uh, Morrison will be interesting this year because Tom Elliott come on 20 minutes. Yeah, had a great shot. Um, should have scored. Mm. He, he looks. He's going to be handful. Um, Fred came on. Aidan O'Brien had a brilliant half last uh, yesterday. Mm. He was superb. But you then might start looking at Fred towards the end. It was Fred was up top with Tom, and you then start thinking there's another pair in there. Well, I've been wondering that, and I mean one of the points I've picked out. I mean, obviously, we've come up with Lee Gregory and yep. Steve Morrison classic kind of um, front two in League One, um, but we are up a level now, we're up against some high spending teams, I was looking on, online yesterday just before we came down today, I mean some of the money that's flying around the Championship, it's not Premier League level, but it, it's, it's tens of millions of pounds yeah, that are flying yeah, around yeah. here, and you know, bless our heart, I mean uh, George Savile's listed at 0.6 of a million, uh, whereas... <laughs> You know, Borough's got a, a, a Sunbelonga at 15 million, and there's other teams, Sheffield Wednesday, Aston Villa, Wolves signing for upwards of 10s. Well, it's not just the signing fees, is it? It's the wages they're paying. Wages. John, John Terry is, is it 55 grand a week? <coughs> yeah, it's big money. So we're really yeah. kind of a Premier League light, yeah. but it's a Premier League ish kind of envi environment, and. Um, it's just been an interesting summertime um, business because I think you're right, Barry. I think there is competition. The midfield now, so it looks like <coughs> I don't know who's going to be guaranteed a place there, really. No, um, and uh, is it Tony Cliff now is coming? Yeah, Tony Cliff. I would, yeah, he, uh, not mentioned him yesterday. He, uh, he had his picture done at the ground yesterday, done a little bit of research on him. He's going to be a bit of an handful. Mm. Um, and, you know, even now there's still noises about Harris is thinking about another goalkeeper. I still wouldn't be surprised if by the end of August he has a couple of loans in. Really There's talk of a young Arsenal striker, um, Stephanie something, it sounds yeah. like it might be one of the women's team <laughs> members, but um, Mavidi, Mavidi. Um, so it does seem that competition for places is seen yeah. as the way we're going to survive in this yeah. league, if not by financial. What, what I like is, I'm a big Irish fan anyway, I think he's done really well, he's still only two years into his um, career as a manager. But I think what we're seeing is the progression of Irish here. Because he's realised that Craig, even though he's his mate, ain't going to be yeah. a regular feature. He's recognised Morris is going to get a bit leggy. Yeah. Um, Morrison, and, and I think what he's doing is he's adapting his style of football as well. He knows we're not going to play hoofball in championship. Yeah. Yeah. The signings, we've got two attacking wing backs who can bomb on there. We've got plenty of midfield options. So I think this is the progression of New Harris now. Yeah. And, and he's recognising that he's got to change his style and he's got to drop some of his yeah. allegiances and I think that's a good thing I, I agree <clears throat> I'll, I'll go back to that Spurs game again to interrupt you Derek sorry um, I think it was an eye opener for us all I think it was an eye opener for Neil Harris I think he saw yeah. another level there didn't he yeah 
you know, and, and I think a lot has come from that. But, yeah. but Spurs at that time were playing at a level that was, even in the Premier League, there was... They were beating teams like Stoke. I don't know, know, read too much into that Spurs result ever, because no, they, they are that good. But I think what, what he's... You come in as a manager, you get it right at the back, you get yourself solid, you get yourself hard to beat. Now he's looking at how we push on from that. Yeah. And, you know, Gregory and Morrison were fantastic in League One, but there was a, a basic... The, the way we played was pretty basic. It was smash-mouth football at times. Yeah. And and Morrison isn't going to get that. You're not going to get 46 league games out of him or whatever no. next season doing that. No, it's not. And Elliot's clearly the progression now. He's the one of the signings I'm not so sure about because I haven't really seen or heard a lot about him. He seems a yeah. bit basic, but, you know, he... he, he just, just on Morrison, though, I see on the website recently he was uh, training the under-18s, wasn't he? Yeah, he's yeah, been he's doing his... He's, uh, he's training, he's doing his... Um, you for, yeah. I yeah, think he's done his A-license. And I don't so, know um, those amongst us that are on LinkedIn, but he's getting very present on LinkedIn now. Yeah, he seems to be yeah. promoting himself a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, I think he's now starting thinking about the future. I'm coming at the end of my career. What do I want to yeah. be doing? And I think it'd be great if we can retain him. I think it'd be great. I, I, I've got a sneaky feeling, put your money on Morrison as the next Millwall manager. Yeah, probably. Because mm-hmm. I, I think I said something before when we were talking about what we were going to talk about today. Harris last year, there was a question mark of whether we should keep him. Yeah. And if we have a good start in the championship, there might start being the question marks whether we can keep him. Yeah. Because he could become one of those rare sought-after yeah. English managers that yeah. might get a chance somewhere else. <coughs> and, and I think we've got his loyalty, haven't we? That's yeah, we've got his loyalty, but, yeah. you know, he's, he's, but he's I guarantee average. you, if we, if, if by pure fluke we were sitting 8th in January, someone would come in and try and nip him off. Yeah, and then you've, if Morrison perhaps is that he looks like he's a manager, doesn't he, Morrison? He's got that feel about him. He's got that yeah. detachment when he needs yeah, yeah. to have the detachment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's very similar to Harris in yeah, a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, both are interesting characters. I've been trying to do a little bit of research for the, um, for the magazine and mm-hmm. doing the edition and doing the show, obviously. But they're both similar. They've had similar stories because Morrison has worked for a living. He's not just done yeah. football. He's had yeah. because yeah. of his career path. Yeah. He fell out or fringes yeah. of the game. He had to work. Um, Neil Harris, I remember seeing, um, he, he was also working in the city, I believe. And he was, yeah. Taking the community yeah. train to it. So they're both, interestingly, they're mm. both young English managers, or potentially yeah. in Morrison's case, but they're both not football-only people, are they? Both no. seem to have a, a, another level. They both understand life in a, yeah. in a curious way, um, which is refreshing. Um, a lot of positivity around then. Um how do you think we're going to do? Well, how will we match up against some of these Bonnard's big, big clubs? Well, we've won the league by... Yeah, won the league. Peter thinks we're going to win I've got to check when Easter is. <laughs> is, it, is it a late Easter this year? Yeah. I think it's a late Easter, mate. Go on, see you No, I genuinely, I think for me, I think we'll genuinely finish about 16th. I think we'll surprise, we'll surprise a few teams. Yeah. Um, I think if we can keep the den as a bit of a fortress and make yeah. teams play... Last year, we had teams who enjoyed coming to Dengs. It was a big stadium and a bigger crowd than they were used to. It's going to be the other way around. This year, it's going to be the other way around. We're going to be going to Villa Park. We're going to be going to, you know, Sunderland and, and places like that. And, and the mentality, because last year, teams would come, they would sit, they would wait for us to do something. We weren't good at opening up no, teams no. that sat back. And traditionally, we're underdogs. You look at how we did in the, the cup absolutely. games against the, the Premier League big boys. Yeah. They're not going to enjoy, you know, Sunderland aren't going to enjoy coming to the Dengs. But, but they're going to come here thinking they've got a win. It's three points. It's Millwall way. That's one of the away games we should be targeting for points they're going to come at us that'll, mm, yeah. that'll sit our side of just sitting back a little bit and 
putting the ball. You know, that was the problem often at home last year. There was always that expectancy of the crowd. Oh, we just had a great cup win. Let's go out and smash, you know, Berry 5 0 or something. Yeah. And, it, and it didn't happen. No. You know, there was all those nil nils on the back of the, the, the cup. The cup games, I, think, well. I think my prediction is we'll, we'll stay up. I think I, I'm, I'd agree. I, th- I think I'm we'll not going to yeah. sort of necessarily say where. Um, <laughs> I think we'll. Have, I think we'll. Have, it wouldn't surprise me if we, we have a poor start. It wouldn't surprise me if we have a poor start. I hope not. I think the way round. I yeah, think we'll have I a good start. Think and so, fight, and yeah. Yeah. I think there's. So I think there'll be there'll be periods through the season where there'll be a lot of frustration. There'll be new play, as you say, lots of new players that have to bed into the, the way we do stuff. But I think we will survive. I, I think, think they'll work in our favour though, because a lot of the new players will be looking to establish themselves yeah. and yeah. as first team yeah. and they'll up their game. Mm. I think the first eight games, you know, the, the, you could you could quite easily win five of them and give yourself a good start. Four we might have to have an offline bet, mate, first Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll do that. We'll do the spread bet because that was online. Yeah, that looks really easy. That really easy, yeah. didn't it? Even I could work it out. I, but I think that momentum thing. You know, like I say, I've compared it to the jacket, the governors, and I think there's an element of coming up with momentum, a nice buzz of players, players hungry to prove themselves. I think we'll start pretty good. Um, whether we can maintain that momentum, I think we can expect our five, six nil at home to someone at the end of September, beginning of October, as we've always seen. One of those reality check yeah. results that we, we we seem to always get. But I think I'm with you. I think it'll be a lower mid-table sort of three or four places above relegation perhaps but part of me still there's a 10% of me that thinks we might really kick on the interesting really surprise a lot of yeah, people the interesting thing for me was uh, when we got promoted Berylson was interviewed just after and he said his next job is to establish us as a championship team so he doesn't he's not even using the promotion word he no. doesn't see us as he's going to go and spend 30 million and get us into the Premier League he wants to establish us yeah. and that's a double edged sword it's mm. dangerous because it sends you know, potentially the wrong message, mm. but I think I think we could survive in the championship for four, five, six years. And the, I mean, the criticism before, if you think when we went out before with that great first season, there was a point where we could have pushed on, and there was talk of signing Charlie Austin at the time, yeah. wasn't it, and, and someone else, and we never gambled to go to push. And that's and that what was one of the criticisms about Berylson. I said on Hoff the other day. I said if if in January we were sitting eighth, yeah. seventh. Then the chairman's got to decide. That's yes, the measure of the man. It, yeah. That for yeah. me was yeah. a big opportunity missed. Yeah. Yeah. I think the championship wasn't particularly strong that year. Yeah. You had Leeds and teams like yeah. that, but there weren't there weren't the forty odd thousand crowds yeah. in there. And, and I think he missed a trick there because yeah. two or three good signings, we managed a playoff yeah. that season. The and big, you get into sorry, I was so just saying, you get into a bit of luck, don't you? Sometimes yeah. again, you you just maintain the momentum. A couple of fresh faces come in. A couple of results go to you. Playoff football's a lottery, as we've seen. Yeah, absolutely. You know. the, the business feels different on this occasion to when we went up in 2010. Um, the players that have come in, all, we've said already, we've said again, <clears throat> all look like good, mature, championship-level players. They look and feel right. I don't remember the same kind of business being done in 2010 after the, the, the win over Swindon. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who we did sign, who, who, we, who we lost. We did, I don't remember anything like no, this kind of business-like approach. This feels yeah. like it's a plan. Yeah. Well, I think that last time, I'm trying to remember, because it's, it all blurs a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? But I think the, the, the key move that promotion season, if you remember, we, we lost to Scunthorpe in the playoffs and Trotter was a defensive midfielder and we signed him then as a defensive midfielder. Mm. Went up to the championship and you metamorphised into this sort of play, number 10 plan just off Morrison. Which is the whole, and it, that was like a new signing. Mm. And I'm sure I think there were a couple of others, if I remember rightly, that we signed at the time. 
Um, but we had a lot of younger players, you know, sort of stepping up and proving themselves. I think the thing with the players we've signed, I think the chairman's got it spot on and Harris has got it spot on because there's, there's two or three players there who, if they have a really good first yeah. half of the season, even if we're looking up, we get relegated, there's players there in the championship there that could fetch two, yeah. three, four million Absolutely. pounds. Yeah. So they're not players, you know, I'm talking about Cooper, Tunnicliffe, um, Wallace. These are not players with and Savile. We're not taking a big gamble on them because no. if we've signed them on freeze or five, yeah. four, three, four hundred grand, you'll get your money back on them. And, There's and no element of risk like there was with the McDonald's yeah. and the, you know, the players. Well, like the that. other one as well to me is Aidan O'Brien. I think this is going to be his make or break season. Yeah. I mean, there's been lots of talk of him a couple of years back that he might go for and there were scouts watching him and bits and bobs about. Yeah, was it the season before last? And he's for two seasons now, he's been chipping in with goals. He's averaging 14 goals a season yeah, yeah. from what is effectively a wide So, wide yeah. so yesterday I, I was really pleased. I mean, he did play well first half and he came off um, during the second half. But it reminded me of, I don't know if you went uh, Brentford away the year we went mm. down when mm. Alice took over. Mm. He was superb. And Gregory, and Gregory and O'Brien. Yeah. He, he was absolutely superb and I see glimpses of that uh, mm. yesterday. I got a bit frustrated with Aidan O'Brien last year. I think mm. he's an... He, he has an element of laziness. Perhaps it's just the way he plays his game. I don't know. But he, he's I, a, I would yeah. do though. I think this year is his year. He really can't play ninety minutes either. No, nah. he, he's no. a decept, deceptive player because he he always looks like he's blowing out of his ass from the first five minutes. Yeah, and yeah. he always looks like he's carrying a little bit extra extra weight. Yeah. But when you see him up close, yeah. again, you know, he talks about <coughs> Webster and his yeah. full pictures, whatever is yeah. like, you know, Love Island or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't <laughs> find it. That no. chubby little one really your words that you know it. Not like, <laughs> just like uh, you were telling me. I don't, how, I don't how know what you buy this. I don't know what. I don't know what Love Island is. <laughs> Love Island is a reality show. Listeners from London doesn't it's know. It's an island, and I've been there. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Where does Aidan O'Brien fit into the team? Was he playing as a striker yesterday? Uh, no, he was he on the wing. Playing, he was playing on the left, but he, I noticed quite a few times he was flopping, swapping over with uh, Wallace. But he just he just looked really really hungry, mm. um, and having you know watched and listened about our pre season games, you know, yeah, uh, Aris was commenting saying Stevenage we were really really we played really really well. Yeah, some interesting comments. Yeah. And I and I just I went down there yesterday. I was a little bit oh, should I be here? But I was I was really pleased. I thought Aidan O'Brien, but again he came off probably ten fifteen minutes in the second half. He was he did look a bit burnt out. Mm. So he's gonna. I, I actually the start in eleven that started yesterday. I think will start. Because that, that, that's just coming on to that, because that's yeah. one of the quotes that Harris said that won't be the starting exactly. 11. Yeah, he said that's the on their toe. Yeah. Yeah. So, yesterday's exactly. starting 11, just to run through, was Jordan Archer and goal. We've got McLaughlin, Webster, Hutchinson, and Meredith across the back. ALB on the, uh, in, on the wing, Savile and Williams in midfield, and Wallace and up front, Gregory and Morrison. Now, Harris said that this will not be this team at Forest. Um, surely Tony Craig's not going to come into that team, is he? No, but then, you know, would you want to be telling the Forest opposition that? Well, he's the team that's yeah. going to start. You wouldn't want to be doing that. No. So, it's interesting. Who was captain yesterday? Sorry, I think Morrison. Yeah, Morrison was captain. It's interesting because I, I had a conversation yesterday just about how teams, and this was about Bromley, about how they approach pre-season. Mm. They say, we know that, you know, Eastleigh are going to be here today watching us ready for next week yeah. Yeah. so we don't want to show them our, whole, our full hands yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and yeah. there's an element of that yeah. but equally he could have started with the team he wanted to start with and, and just yeah. play a double bluff and I can't help think you're, I think you're right I think that looks to me like he's going to be his first start but then ever. you know uh, Marlon Ryan come on the second half he was just skipping past players was like, he? for fun Actually, was that, that's, that's another one mm. that could go on for 
for some. Yeah. Well, we're talking about players potentially worth yeah. a lot of money. I'd say yeah. Mar- Marlon falls yeah. into that category. Yeah. Um, if he developed back to the goalkeeper, he was a couple of seasons ago. Jordan Archer could do too as well. Yeah, because he, he went off the boil. He did in the last season. Yeah, but, and um, um, I, you know I, I rate Tom King. I think he's a good goalkeeper. Um, like I say, he's still making noises about bringing another keeper in. He is, but I think that's for the competition. Well, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Again, going back, to me, Archer is a bit of that David Ford about him. That he, he he can be brilliant one day, but there's that little thing about him that sometimes you don't quite feel as yeah safe and stable. And Ford always needed that kick up the arse, didn't mm. he? Yeah, for his goal, is don't reach their peak of oh, their no. game till they're 27, 28, yeah. and and he's still very very he's, young. He's not he's still learning yet, is he? No. The interesting one as well. Um, there was a piece on news on Den, uh, news at Den about Fred, and uh, it was quite an interesting um, interview. But he, he said he'd made his mind up after the Wembley game, mm. and he wanted to stay. Mm. And um, my, my brother, brother said yesterday, well, he needed to tell his fucking agent that, didn't he? Because because clearly there was something not right there. Mm. And uh, he, he, he's quoted as saying he went away on holiday, and then Neil went away on holiday. But I don't know. We he, need a new boo boy though, and he's going to be it, and it's sadly for Freddie. Yeah, Fred, he, he'll be yeah. it. Yeah. Well, he's, he's so. shown he's, he's shown the ultimate thing you can't show, which is that you fancy going somewhere else. Just a quick there. word on Tony Craig though. He got a lot of stick from fans quite rightly the season before, and there's no way he should ever play at centre half again. No. But actually, probably last 15 games, he's one of the reasons we went up. Yeah, left back. He was, left back. He was, he was, he was solid. solid. Yeah. yeah. But that Bristol game, he threw everything at everyone. Yeah. Well, it was a, it was a game for yeah. it was a trench warfare type yeah. of. He loved it, and, and he got he got some stick, and well, well, I was amongst them. But actually, had we not had him at left back, <clears> I don't think we'd have maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, but I don't think he competed. He can't. He can't play the championship. If, if we're going to have our full backs. Pushing on a little bit. Meredith's a there might be a place for him when we want to just sit a little bit and. and He's a good squad player, because he knows the club. He'll he'll bring the youngsters on, and he can fill in at centre if we if we have to. But imagine some of these top notch. Champion, someone like that. Because where where does see Adoma's gone again? And has he gone to Villa or? Adoma. I mean, that's the sort of player. He's been looking around the championship for years. Always runs us ragged. Do you imagine him up against Tony Craig? I mean, having on toast. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Tony Craig. I'd, I'd expect him to be a squad player. Yeah, back yeah. up when we're if we're desperate. One of them in the changing room. One of them in the changing room. Like, I, 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 I think he's going to be another one that will end up joining the backroom staff. I think he's now. Yeah. Apparently, he's been doing his coaching badges. Apparently, he's yeah. very good at them. But, but <laughs> um, you know, you can see having that backroom spirit building again yeah. Harris is looking at who he's bringing in and, and this Barrett from Southend they're, yeah. they're people he knows yeah, yeah. you know there does seem to be a real <coughs> I know this fellow he's yeah. working my it was, I mean just looking at the, I take it we're not disagreeing with any of the signings Savile, Meredith Elliot, Wallace McLaughlin, Cooper leaving the club Sean Cummins and Joe Martin we're not going to disagree with those has Cummins Walker. actually gone? I believe yeah, so. I think yeah, he started yeah. training with us at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I, think, yeah, yeah, I don't think he had a club. He had a yeah. brief spell. And obviously, he had the goal versus Leicester, for which we'll never forget him. Um, but Cummins owes us nothing. You know, he, he no. did a job for us. Um, he did an OK job. I think that's yeah. the best I would say of him. Yeah, he, he did a job. Um, he, I don't think he's good enough for championship. No. I don't think Reading would have let him go in the first place if he was. I mean, there's a, there's a decent, solid player there that, that perhaps we didn't see the best of, and I wouldn't be surprised if he goes on and does all right somewhere, but, you know. Mm. Joe Martin, we're not going to disagree with him. No, he was moving on last year, um, Great free kick up at Bradford from Joe Martin, but I can't think, apart from that, he, he was committed, but he was never... 
the quality we're going to need. Yeah, I, um, for my sins, I met Alvin Martin at a St George's Day lunch in March, <laughs> and um, yeah, when I spoke to him, thought it hurt. Um, but he actually said then in March mm-hmm. that Joe had done a deal with Harris about the end of the season. Right, and he yeah. was agreed he was going. Yeah, yeah, it was all sorted. Yeah, yeah, I got the impression that he was out. Of and play it, but, when he was told he could go. But yeah, he hung but around as backup. But when he did play, I liked him. I, I rated him. You know, you think the year before Bradford away, that free kick he scored. That, that was an immense, immense moment. He wasn't a bad player. I, I, yeah. You know, but again, not a championship. <clears> the strangest business for me, even though you know I, I do like him, I like Jimmy. I'll give him a bit of stick about he can't pass and whatever. But the strangest deal was Jimmy Abdu signing for the club. Yeah, then going yeah. out on the season on loan two years <coughs> ten years I'll pick that out I quite like that I, I, I like yeah. a little bit of loyalty and I think Neil's done right by Jimmy for that and yeah, I think he yeah. also knows that if he can call him back fan, he can call the last like a dozen games yeah. Jimmy didn't put a foot wrong no, no he didn't again it was Jimmy yeah. that yeah. yeah, yeah, done what Jimmy does no he sits there and he, he chases and he makes life difficult for players one of the Hoff users Dan used to sit by us and, and about four years ago he said if only he could pass, he'd be a brilliant player. Yeah, yeah. And he hit the nail straight on the fucking head. You know, he, he, that's the one bit of his game, and the missing out on goals. But I like the little side of it. I think yeah, he was yeah. No, I was pleased to see the right because he is a player. I'd like to, you know, going back to pre-season friendlies. That's a, that's one I'd go and support. Yeah, it was an interesting um, little story, really, with uh, Jimmy. One of the things I picked out is the qualities you need at the higher level. You need to be ruthless at this higher level. There's no place for sentimentality so you know we've really discussed the mates of the likes of Tony Craig yeah, yeah. places and when Abdu was was, was given the new contract I, I will admit I thought great that's a, that's a lovely lovely to see him carrying on with us but then it was for the purpose of um, giving a testimonial he's on loan my argument on House of Fun was if that had been the three four five grand a week that stopped us signing Leonard and paying him what he wanted or yeah, Cooper yeah. then it was bad business the fact that we've got players we wanted and we can give Jimmy a loan deal yeah. I've sensed I've sense there was a it was a back to back deal it yeah. was all done it was all arranged you, you know you get the player but we'll keep him for a yeah, year and you pay yeah. the wages or you know it, it, to me it looked as if it was all contrived and, I'm and with you though I'll go over that the only thing with this squad is I don't think the youngsters are going to have half the chance probably quite rightly you know the Twardecks and players like that. I think there's, it's going to be hard to pl- to play them. In Harris the has said that, and it the step <clears throat> up's huge. Now, yeah. if, if, um, we, if they don't get the chance, they don't progress. They may walk. But yeah, I mean the problem is there are those players who, who need that football now. And you've mentioned Twardeck, James Brown uh, um, is another one. People talked about Mbulu. Yeah. Um, well, Smith has gone on though. You know, Smith and the yeah, but then that's, I mean, but Harris can sit and watch, can't he? he? You know, hopefully he's not going to pick up many injuries. You know, he's got till the end of September, uh, end of August. Mm. You know, he's got some good youngsters there. You know, send them out and loan, give them games. And I, and I think also now that he's got Barrett in charge of the under 23s, I think yeah. they're close to tight. It didn't quite work out with Skinner for no. whatever reasons. There's a few whispers around that. Those players that two years ago were knocking on the door didn't progress and come through in the way that we expected. Um, you know, and, and the question is, will they? Will they now? Yeah. Um, but you, you know, going into, you know, if suddenly you're, I don't know, Christian and Bula, and suddenly you're marking John Terry at corner, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, you're going to be. It's a different level altogether. It's yeah. probably the most competitive league in the yeah. world because the prize money's so yeah. big. And Nick's already mentioned the money that's in that league now is yeah. absolutely it's quite astounding. Yeah. You know, given given what we've just come from, League One, which is you know, is uh, I mean, we've done all of our business. I, I I don't think we've paid one and a half million for the seven players we've signed. No, we haven't. For four of them, a free transfer. Here's the question: 
Have we actually broken the curse of Goddard and we just don't no, know it? I don't think we have. Still not? No. Because... He never gets told these things, do well, you? Well, you know, like a couple of years ago, Jake Cooper was supposed to be a turned down two million or something, wasn't it? That went mm. in and... You know, Saville was supposedly a million pound player. Jed, Jed, Jed Wallace. There was all those numbers have been banded around these. Players. I think they talk about they're with, all undisclosed with sell-ons and whatever. Yeah. I, I don't understand how they're allowed to do undisclosed. I understand why they do it, but we're a PLC, aren't we? I, I thought you know. No, we're not. Everything. Well, we're not anymore. What it is, we always had the holding company in the club. Right. So the holding company. In theory, but I don't think the club necessarily. I think has all to. the players we've signed are all around the five six hundred grand mark. Yeah. I, I think we've paid probably nearer two million. Yeah. For the, the players. You've got we've Meredith. Signed. Was it Meredith and Elliot were in the contract? Weren't yeah. They? yeah. Cockburn was free. Yeah. He's free. So I think it's just a, a bit. Of, I think it's yeah. a good bit of business. No, but like I say, you, you know, we, when have we ever bought, even if it's half a million quid, for four? Four or five players. Well, what do we pay about that level? Some big money under Dennis. What big money? Yeah. By our standards, um, half a million under him before. Um, McCoy. 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 Yeah, no, um, there was well, a, even Danny Diccio. We paid that yeah. for. Um, the, we had a there was a strike who lasted about three months. We got yeah. from West Brom and went. Yeah. If you look at the transfer, yeah. obviously Goddard stands alone, and then you've got a couple of other Danny, Dennis Weiss signings. But what striker? There's a couple yeah, of ex Premier League yeah. Chesson, Joe Tesson. Yeah, did we pay a lot of money? I mean, no, we paid about half a mil for him. Was it Keogh? Didn't we pay some money for him? Keogh would pay some money for him. We, we, I'm still trying to remember the Sorry, one. Sorry, just while I'm on it though, can you remember that Goddard goal? Well, against Manchester no. City, yeah. No, no, I can't remember. Was you not there? No, I was there. I was there. I can't remember. Honestly, I can't remember. I couldn't fucking believe it. He had about two goals in him, didn't he? I think it hit the goalkeeper, rebounded back onto him and went in the net. I can't fucking believe he scored. Really? That was his one goal. But anyway, we anyway, digress. <laughs> we've signed the million pound goal in one yeah. summer. In one summer, we've signed about four or five half million-ish pound players. Yeah. We've never done that. But that's the level we've got to operate at. And don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I've been a big, I've been a big um, critic of the chairman not putting his hand in his pocket before. But you know, realistically, there ain't many chairmen who make money out of football. No. If you if you no. can't pay. Five or six hundred grand for a player at championship level, you might as well throw it in the towel. Yeah, yeah. No. Don't deserve be Well, that's low in the championship. That's what I mean. Let's face facts. I mean, you know, you, you start looking who are the three teams that are going to finish below you, and you start looking for the ones that have got a bit of financial problems. Yeah. So you start looking at your Boltons, allegedly. Um, you know, they're the teams you start looking at and saying, yeah. right, because they're not doing that even. Yeah. But, you know, like I say, we compare that to teams paying eight, ten, fifteen million. Well, Villa for a paid player. fourteen million pounds for a player last year and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. 14 million for one player. That's, that's the Premier League yeah. style. Yeah, to soak money up. And three of the clubs players. who have come down have all got 90 odd million in yeah, their yeah. pocket. Yeah. And that's what turns the championship into yeah. that sort of price Definitely. range. So we're, we're up a level. I'm just looking at the new contracts, Abdu, we've mentioned. Williams has got a new one year contract. I think the same for Webster, Romeo, and Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fred, I want to talk about Fred because I think that was one of the soap operas of Mill soap operas of the summer. I, I like Fred. I think he's got the potential. Whether he will fulfil the potential is another question. But I think he's got the X factor. He just needs training and he needs coaching and he needs. I get a sense of arm round his shoulder at times. Um, he, he did say on that. If you go on that, he did say in there how influential his mum and dad were on his decisions. Yeah. 
but you, you sense that he needs a bit of a mentor within the club and I yeah. don't know who that would be I, I, I really don't know I, I think the thing you're probably referring to last year Watford he was out of this world wasn't he? Mm, yeah. what a player when he's on form what a player he's got was. It, yeah. but yeah can he, can he do it at this level that's the question I think the question for me with Fred is where is he going to do it what, what's, his what's his position going to Absolute be spine. because in a 4-4-2 it's, it's not on that he's, he's not the player to play in a two he's, yeah. he's not a wide player he could perhaps play off the striker as he did a few times last season but if we switched around and played a little bit different I, I said I didn't think the decision he was making was all about mo- uh, money and everything mm-hmm. I thought it was about his career progression did he see the opportunity because this is a kid who for the last five years has been rated as one of the highest prospects more than that what's he now 20 on next point about Harris has got to be quite ruthless this year mm. with respect to Morrison and Gregory if they're not scoring they're out yeah. well, this he's is got, another, got to change yeah. it one of the points I picked out is the Morrison-Gregory partnership because I think that's, that's the point Barry yeah. um, we've signed Tom Elliott Harris has said on News at Dem on the articles that the Onya Dinma Tom Elliott partnership excites him so that's mm. That's a bold thing. Yeah. It's almost setting out that's yeah. an alternate yeah. front two to Morrison-Gregory. You know, I think, I said it last year, because Gregory, he, he chipped in with his goals, a lot more penalties, but I think he didn't have a best season last no. year, Gregory. He worked well with Morrison. Yeah. That was a good partnership. Yeah. But as an individual, he didn't shine. But I think, it, at times, when O'Brien was up front with Morrison, let's be honest, whoever plays up front with Morrison yeah. is going to get a good scoring in football, yeah. and they're going to get opportunities. Now, the one thing about O'Brien, I looked at that little video of his 15 goals or whatever it was, he can score different types of goals. Yes, he, he, won't, he, he ain't fussed about anything from finisher. outside the box. He finishes. finishes. Two of them shots here, you'd have had five goalies, you wouldn't have stopped them. The one where he hit the roof of the net in one of the last home games, I thought the net was coming out. Oh, is the unfortunate game against Northampton where there was an incident in the crowd and I mean there was a goal scored by O'Brien in its own right yeah. would be a yeah. goal of the season and by mm. Jed's super goal had he played as an out and out striker all season with Morrison I think he'd have got 20-25 goals yeah. so you do wonder whether there's you know the, 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 no one's guaranteed their he's always been a striker yeah. through the youth team which is an interesting option and, that, and a bit for Fred is if he does get an opportunity can he play in the O'Brien role on the left? He can't, can he? Yeah. I'm just also mindful. Uh, will, the, will the crowd be tolerant? There's, there's perhaps yeah. undertone. We, we, we're known for our tolerance down the <laughs> Don't blame you might miss it. <laughs> it's a good point. I mean, I, I think we, we we do destroy players, um, sadly. We do, unfortunately. Um, it's, you know, for whatever we haven't destroyed a good player for years. So who's the last player we absolutely destroyed? Uh, well, Come on. What, our own? Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking Steve Anthrobus, not that I'm putting him in. Yeah, Steve Anthrobus. Gerard Lavin, probably. Gerard Lavin. Andrew Iger, the goalkeeper, got mullered, didn't Coleman he? Coleman was always my favourite left back. Um, God, I thought he was shit. <laughs> but I think, yeah, I think his agent and him handled it badly because, yeah. Yeah. and they said, we want to stay at the club, but we're edging our bets to see what league we're in. Fans would have understood that. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Put a statement out to that effect, or... I want to speak to Neil about where he sees me playing, what position. Yeah. I want to speak to the governor about, you know, but, where he sees me. But uh, the club would have had the fans. Unfortunately, the club it. put a couple of things out that didn't help the situation in yeah. my mind, did they? About oh, we can't, we can't track down his agent. His agent's disappeared. Why, clearly, clearly why is Fred tra- 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 I mean, trusting this man? And mm. he's probably played a blinder at the end of the day because he ends up staying with a club he, he does enjoy playing for. 
he's probably got a better deal now we're in the championship and because we kept he kept club waiting he's probably got an extra grand a week or yeah possibly you know, so maybe he's played a blinder I, I mean also let's, let's put if you're, if you're Freddie and like I say you, you've been touted around as a great young player for years and big clubs were supposed to be after him at 15, 16 you know, you, you've signed a contract, you've got some pro games, but you're not playing regular football. When you are, you're a bit of an impact player playing in a position you don't really want to play. Where, where's, where's my future going? And your agents are saying, well, you know, I've just got this 17-year-old kid from Charlton, a 50 grand a deal week at, at Everton. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, yeah. you put yourself in that... It's hard. Well, hang on yeah. a minute. <laughs> you know... It's what, hard. It's so, so, I think, if you look at the situation, I think you can... Accept what happened and put it to one side, but too many of our fans just they, they hold you know, a grudge. Yeah, they you know, what it'll be, yeah. Ben Thompson, um, big season for Ben. He's up at a, a higher level um, and not guaranteed a start, is he? He's not. He's no. Oh, work. Yeah, he, he played well yesterday. It wouldn't surprise me because of his age if he goes out on loan, mm. which I would be disappointed with. You, mm. you know, you, you've got Butcher in there as well. Don't forget who. A forgotten man. I've, I've written yeah. him on yeah. the Butcher. He came out um, yesterday. He looks all right, but you've got Tony Cliff coming in. I, you know, I can see Williams and Savile being the start. Yeah. Tony Cliff um, is the option on the bench. Tony, we, he might he might want to get a bit clever on when we're at home, um, or probably away. Sit Tony Cliff in there as well. I don't yeah. know, but um, Ben Thompson. Uh, to me, yeah, I, I can see him going out on loan, and that would be a shame, I think. The only, the only thing I would be. say about yeah. Thompson is he's going to give a little bit more energy than those other players, Yeah, but Harris doesn't seem to trust him. You know, you look how many times did we take off one of the strikers and put Butcher up in the, behind the... I, yeah. I just don't see anything in Butcher, I, personally. I love Ben. I think Ben's a typical Millwall player. Yeah, yeah. He wins headers, he's got no entitlement to win. He, 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 he just covers every blade of grass. Mm, yeah. The thing I say to all the boys up in Block 3 is if you watch him for a game, there's very rarely an end product. Yeah. He don't put the killer pass through. He don't cross the ball. He don't get goals. He, he, he brings he, a Millwall sense. He brings, he brings a Millwall sense. Yeah. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think that's yeah. good enough in the championship. No. No. I think the other thing with Ben, he's, being a Millwall fan, he's eager to please. He picks up a lot of city bookings. Yeah. Over in the corner flag, the ball's going nowhere. He'll give the player a little kick or a nudge. Yeah. And he would miss a lot of games. If he started, he'd probably miss five, six, seven spells through bookings. And he's at now. He just got to calm down a bit and he, not be the yeah. player everyone expects him to be. I think he's, there's, a, there's a little bit of the Abdus around about him, if you like. He's a you know, slightly yeah. better quality Abdu, if you like. Well, he can do some good stuff. He can pass the ball when he wants but, to. But, but, you know, we've always wanted that midfield player who kicks shit out of everyone. Yeah. And, and we almost <laughs> forget how good... They are as players at yeah. times, and yeah. now we've got our archetypal. Whenever we sign a centre midfielder, he's, he's no fucking Terry Erlock, is he? Yeah. Well, there was no other Terry Erlock. You know, Terry Erlock was a, was a one-off for him. Yeah. In the nicest possible way, a poor man's Graham Souness, weren't he? Yeah. I mean, you know, for us, he was quality, but yeah. with that. The reason yeah. I would be disappointed if he went is mainly because I think him being amongst this group of players now, um, even if he's not starting, yeah. he's a level developing. He really will develop. there's some good players coming. Yeah. I think he might miss that if he goes out and that. Yeah. Just going back to Neil Harris, I've read a few notes on, on him, and it come, keeps coming back to the manager, in my opinion, this season. It's going to be a big season for Neil Harris. Yeah. He's shown a certain level of um, uh, ruthlessness. Some of the comments he's made about players at Stevenish not needing to pick up the pace. Um, he's also said we need more goals from dead balls, which is interesting. I think Wallace scored a decent goal Very good free yesterday from a free kick. Yeah. Um, Praised by John Berylson um, as the best around. So clearly, Berylson is thinking like you, Derek. Um, he may be losing his prospect at some point if, if success. 
I mean, sit, continues. Sitting from afar, the, the Harris Bilson relationship has always been a curious one to me because you remember when Harris first came back, which is around the time that Bilson started here, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, Jacket wanted him out. Because he, I think he was a rival he, personality. Well, I, I don't know what it was, but there was this sense that Jacket didn't want him, wasn't And then all of a sudden, they gave him a new contract, but it was on a, a lot less money than he wanted or he thought he was going to get Harris. But he stayed around the other year and just wrote another chapter in the Harris history sort of thing. And um, I just see, I keep seeing these parallels between Harris, the manager, and Kenny Jacket. So there's a bond that's developed from a... Mm. You know, they might get on necessarily at first, but then there's a respect developed and a bond developed between Harris and Jacket. And, I, and I'll see this is the same with Harris and Berylson. Yeah. I think Berylson probably sees Harris as someone who epitomises what we're all about. Yeah. And, and, and therefore lets him do what he wants to do. I think he's got control over the club in a way that he, he wants. Um, I, was, I was trying to think, coming over here today, I was trying to think of another manager. I can only think of John Doherty who understands Millwall like Neil Harris understands and, and absorbs what you might call the culture of the club. I can't think of many others. Dennis Wise maybe came close uh, to Well, I think Jacket to a, a large degree did. I think there's certain minutes. Jacket didn't really pander to it. I mean, didn't Harris, really, Harris yeah. does know what the crowd yeah. want and he understands think, the power of the crowd when it comes McGee to McGee got it. Game. I think McGee got it a little bit. <clears throat> McGee, yeah. Yeah, he, but I think having played for the club, surely that gives you an edge. Of course, not, not only played for the club. And be a legend. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that as well, that helps. You know, not, not, <laughs> yeah. not only, it's the whole legend around Harris, isn't it? You know, they're coming back from cancer. Yeah, they, yeah. You've, got, you've got a film story. Yeah, I mean, it is. Joking yeah. aside, you could make a, you could write a story and make a feature film or, you know, his biography when it comes out is going to be a lot better than your average, um, it's average a big, show. Like you know, big, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed playing with Salon, so. You know, it's yeah. a big year for Neil. But, uh, you know, I said it three years ago when he became manager. My only reluctance in him becoming manager is there's two ways it can end. One, he'll get us relegated and sacked. Or two, he'll get poached yeah. by a bigger club and called Judas by some of the fans. Yeah. They're the two ways football <laughs> managers come to an end. No, it's it? inevitable. Yeah. Will he be the Arsene Wenger and be it for 27 years? Who knows? I, you know, I, I hope so. But Just while you talk about Aris, though, yeah, uh, this year, I'm, I'm very curious what we will think about Livermore. Because... Um, what what input did he have to us get out last, last year? I mean, it, well, forgetting the player, yeah, forgetting as the player, yeah. it, it was never a demonstrative player, was it? No. It was not a bloke that you think. You, I'm going to go you There's cer- certainly a feeling from different things I've picked up that <laughs> Harris wants a, a man alongside him, but he don't. Want, he wants a Phil Neal, shall we say? Mm. He, he doesn't yeah, yeah. want someone who's going to. Challenge, challenge him in a nice way yeah. but not threaten him he wants to suggest and, 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 yeah, yeah I mean I think there's certainly a feeling that the, the, the Craig and Dunn thing mm. and some of that was about um, Dunn perceived as a, as a threat as a coach yeah. rather than anything else that Dunn was someone who would speak his mind and yeah. say things in the dressing room that yeah. Yeah, wasn't right yeah, yeah. but then yeah. interesting we've got Morrison who I think probably is the same now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Livermore seems to be a very loyal lieutenant in the way that some of these great managers have always had a, you know, Clough and Taylor and people yeah. like yeah. that. Now, yeah. I don't know how he's tactical I mean, because they did their A licence together as well. Yeah. You know, they were on the same course. Yeah. So, I, so my thing about Livermore yeah. this year is can he step up yeah. with the quality of the players we brought in? Tactically and, as well. And actually develop them to be yeah. good players. Yeah. That's the challenge for me this yeah. year. And, and yeah, a lot of that is how we sit out. That's how, yeah. how much they're on the same wavelength and do the same thing and understand what they want. That's 
an interesting question. I think the age group of players he's working with now, though, it's it, they're more suggestible. So when I go back to the old pros we mm. had, like yeah. the, the McDonald's and whatever, the Baileys, yeah. these are a generation who were bought through 442, 442, 442 from the age of 11, 8, yeah. 9. These players are in their mid-20s, early 20s. They've played different formations. Yeah, yeah. So they will be more flexible, yeah. whereas McDonald saw himself as, I'm in the whole player, yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. Um, so I think naturally the club will move on anyway yeah. because the youth players coming through will have played different systems. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Achtung Millwall, the number one Mill podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Neil says he wants Millwall to attack the championship. He spoke of a small, hungry squad. And I think he's also alluded to the importance of the home, home form this season. So it brings us on to the den. And the, you know, the post-fallout um, of the pitch invasion at Wembley, which I found quite um, amusing. Um, but it has, it has had repercussions. Um, it seems that the... Football league will be coming down quite hard on us for, as a consequence of the pitch invasion. There's a there's a real balance to be struck, and I'm interested to see what you you chaps think. Um, the den is a weapon that no other club in that league will have, and yet it does teeter on the edge of, of mayhem, doesn't it? We we all, we all know the power it brings, and we all know the danger it brings. Um, the cl- it's a big season for the club as well as. As well as the players. QBR home's going to be a massive game. I've got to throw it out there. I think we... uh, Which is quite early in the season. Is that that October? uh, I think we're away. Yeah, I think it is. I think we've got them away pretty soon on a Tuesday night and then we're at home. But I'm just looking at some of the fixtures, you know, when John Terry comes down. Leeds. Leeds is always one. There's some big games. Wolves. You've got got some fairly big and And some... You just do, you know, it's going to be about the behaviour of the fans collectively, isn't it? That's going to be the big one. I mean, we carry the name Millwall and everything. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. What happens at our club gets magnified ten times. It's a fact of life. We also can't deny what we see on on TV. We do see drugs running on yeah. in the faces of opposition players. Yeah. The silly phones filming it, which baffles me, but that's what happens. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I, you know, we we we, we live in an era of you know bad things happening out there on the streets, acid attacks. So we've got to get a sense of perspective. But unfortunately, the media give us a, a priority way beyond any other. And, and they they will because the reputation, the name of the club goes before. Because the things that happen, I mean, okay. No one's ever invaded the pitch at Wembley. There wasn't really anything that naughty <laughs> about it. Was a it wasn't. But when, when Milgar, the pitch, it's never been done. <laughs> it's, it's something dark and foreboding. It's never celebratory, is it? It's not at yeah. other clubs. Oh, the, the fans are showing it. So they will look, but that's inevitable. And I think also Wembley was on the back of the visit there with Wigan when it all. So twice now we've been. Yeah. Unedifying spectacle at Wembley. I mean, yeah. you know, let's face facts. I mean, it, the surprise is we haven't heard much about it. We, 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 we've had this debate um, before, and might be a chance to have it again now. But I'm, I'm, I was saying to you, Peter, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking back to the cup final run, the, the, the game at Old Trafford, um, and then the, the cup final in Cardiff that year. Big games, big high-profile games, you know, Sunderland and, and then Manchester United. I, I don't go looking for it. I don't remember too much of our trouble at either game. There might have been the incident. No, I, I didn't was, see much. Uh, to me... So what, what, what's become of us where we we can go from I that think within 10 years to now? We're, we're, but other than the pitch invasion at Wembley, I think Wembley was pretty... There was a couple of little things. I mean, I think we saw or heard of a toe-to-toe on the tongue. Yeah. But it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't the big thing that the Wigan game was. Wigan was just... Yeah, you know, well, that, that, was, was, that was old school challenging but, back and forth, wasn't it? That was that was that was. Well, old Wigan was just one of those things that never stopped. It just was allowed to fester, and this is probably they, they, they would let things go on. Barnsley was the yeah, sorry, was a yeah. little charge. I mean, yeah. you know, but we we will have those. But it's to me when you've got the family around, that stuff's usually less likely to happen. Mm. Um, to me, the problems at the den tend to happen when we have big games when we have the people who aren't necessarily the, the, the regulars. The streams, as we call them, the streams. Well, yeah. not necessarily that, but people you know, don't come to all the games and think it's, oh, I'm at Millwall, you know, I'll play the part for it. It's never when we have you know, 10,000 of us watching Berry, is it? You know what I mean? It's, it's The bigger games create an environment where you're more likely to see something happen, and we're going to every game potentially could be big. It'd be interested to see what season ticket sales I don't know if anyone's seen any numbers. No, last over there was about 400 up on last year yeah, which at this many. point. It's not many. No, it's not many. You know, but but I think the average attendance, I suspect, is going to be pushing up towards... Well, just the on the way fans alone. I mean, you yeah. know, you're, you're, instead of playing Rochdale, they bring 250 fans. So they're going yeah. to be bringing Norwich, playing Norwich, yeah. who will fill the end. But, yeah, I say, but when you've got the Villas, the Wolves and teams coming down, yeah. A, there's the, the spectacle of seeing those players... 
But B, you've also got, oh, well, we'll have a few chaps out today because you never know what might happen. And that's... For me, I think, I think the fans have, have got to know where the line is. Mm. You know, I've, over the years I've been no angel, I admit. But you've got to know where the line is about, you know, what's going to get the club in the shit. Yeah. Um, but also, I think more so the impact's going to be felt away from home. Because we've already had two or three nods that fixtures are going to well, change. Forest is Friday night. Forest is Friday night. Actually, and and let's be honest, yeah. you know, nobody wants 3,000 Millwall fans oh. turn up. If you, have a, if you have a 3 o'clock on a Saturday kickoff, there's that likelihood. You change it to a, a Friday night. I mean, we've sold out pretty much for Forest. But it's an hour and a half up the road yeah. and yeah. it's a Friday night. So we're bringing Bristol forward. Bristol. All the local gendarmeries are going to be looking at this one and going, do we fancy... 3,000 Millwall fans on the piss turning up, causing havoc. Yeah. No, they don't. Yeah. To a degree, the home games are a little bit different. They run I've themselves understood. on piss. I mean, they don't really get an awful No, and I understand. No, but that's the small incident. The, the silliness, the silliness get... should go because they're stopping selling any bottled drinks at all. Yeah. yeah. What I've heard from yesterday. Yeah, no bottled oh, drinks. There's yeah. no bottled drinks at no, all. Even bottles of Coke. Uh, they've, they've gone to a draft yeah. lager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I glasses of Coke. And, water. and it's all going to be plastic cups, which... Mm. Apparently, don't fly very well. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but realistically, like them. but can I? So <laughs> the running on the pitch and all that. I know. So it's the things for me that generate the interest from the press because I, I, you know, some of the stuff we spoke about happens at every ground. Mm. You know, it does. There was an incident does, here yeah. yesterday, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it happens everywhere. So my my thing is is about how we can how can, how can we improve the perception of the club. Um, you know, so we all got absolute dogs abuse, didn't we, for, you know, Community Club of the Year. <clears throat> well, we obviously won that. On yeah, we won it fair and square, because yeah. the, the, the kids' section is, is quite yeah. something. So my it? thing is, is you know, uh, and I don't doubt the club are doing it, they're probably trying to improve links with the press, although some of them are gutter, aren't they? They just, mm. they just come down there looking yeah. for anything. Yeah. So it's how, how we're going to, I think, how we're going to manage incidents this season. That's the interesting one for me. Mm. I suppose the, uh, the den, as we've said, it, it, it largely manages itself in terms of the away crowd. They've got their entrance. You don't yeah. really get close to them on the big yeah. games. You're not going to. But someone's only got them on the pitch. Yeah. It's the someone's on the pitch thing the pitch. that's the issue. The last the game of the season, they was running over and goading the away fans and all that, you know, trying to, and the kids <coughs> yeah. are throwing things. I know they started throwing things back, but what, what does that achieve? I don't understand. I don't what know the thinking side of it. going for the hip It's all jumping up and down, gesticulating, posturing, and whatever. There's a bloke filming himself. A bloke in the string. So after the, yeah. after the Wembley game, there was quite a few of us. We we arranged to have a bite of the week in the retail park, and it was full of full of um, Bradford. There was quite mm, yeah. a few in there, and some woman come up to me and she said, you know, she felt like I was really offended that young kid on the pitch doing wanker signs at us. She was, she was generally. Well, so you know. stick around, love. It's about to get fucking worse. <laughs> so I said, come and leave my brother. <laughs> no, but so she, she was, you know, and, you know, my, my family were really, really offended with that. It's a, it's a you live in Bradford, mate. Fucking hell. Yeah, exactly. But it don't change the fact that no. he was on the pitch and yeah, he no. shouldn't be on the pitch. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the, that's yeah, the thing yeah, you yeah. try and manage. And, and I genuinely think if the fans had run on to try and grab a player's shirt, have the photo taken with Jimmy Abdul or whatever, it would have probably been brushed under the carpet. Yeah, yeah. The fact that Sam ran past all of our players, went over to players like Meredith, who's now late a fucking signer, yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> the right I mean, the little ginger geezer, he had the raving, didn't he, there, manager McCoy? Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I was going to hit one of them, because that would have helped. Yeah, 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 go on, mate. That, yeah. Would, that would have chilled really, a right yeah. out, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'd probably have the fines on rolling there. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 
it is a problem. Um, the pitch invasion side of it, or the pitch invasion, the, the going on the pitch is probably... Encroachment of the brick uh, pitch, yeah. And you can see games this season where personality players will be drawing flat from the lower... Jeremy Kyle end as we call it yeah. and someone will all fancy um, the thing is for me having a, having a go they? anything that is going to damage the club in the eyes of the press the club are probably right to clamp down on if there is racist abuse going on and it's it's obvious clear and visible the club have got to deal with yeah. it you know the, at the end of the day it's not 1986 anymore no we've so. moved on as a society like I say we've just got to nip these things in the bud and just get rid of it the Millwall Museum, gentlemen. There's now going to be a Millwall Museum, finally, after... Well, I'm hoping my fucking box of after... mine for his programmes might make Ever since we moved to the new grounds, well, that's that 25 years, uh, it's been mooted to have a Millwall... So where's it going? Well, that, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I think it's going to go in the press room, um, but it'll be open on non-match yeah, days yeah. for... Um, so it's part of the tour. Yeah. Um, I was just wondering what we might put in, into the Millwall Museum. Oh, <laughs> bless. Is, is, is apparently um, a thing. Yeah. You can come have a look at it, though, wouldn't you? Yeah. You're, I'll go. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and actually, it'd be a difference because it ain't going to be rows and rows of cups, is it? It's going to be a lot of trophies. It won't delay you long, no. <laughs> Roger Winters <laughs> left both from the Evening Standard Fire Side in 1979. <laughs> I think the list is endless. Yeah. Well, it, is, it actually is when you stop. I mean, they won't apply humour to it. They're going to apply it straight. So it's going to be, I imagine, pictures of um, the Isle of Dogs and, you know, the old yeah. scene photos and, and programmes. It's important. It's our history. You know, it's our, it's our heritage. It's got to be marked. I, I gave a box of old programmes that, you know, one of the relatives mm. gave me from 1940s. I think it was the first ever Player of the Year dinner and dance from 1946 yeah. Yeah. with, you know, Chumley Warner's orchestra there, and, <laughs> you know, it was, the meal was made up of rations, basically. <laughs> but it had some player signatures, wow. like J.R. Smith and all that. Yeah, and I donated all that to the club in, when yeah, they moved to the ground in 1993. Yeah. And it's, it's probably on eBay somewhere. Yeah. So probably had it <laughs> disappeared without trace. Um, it's going to be. I mean, I come across people that collect this stuff. Um, it amazes me what people do collect. Actually, they they like you say the menus from the club dinner in 1935. Yeah. all sorts of stuff. Mm. So I suppose there's plenty of opportunity. I'll go and have a look at it. Yeah. You won't make a special trip. It ain't going to be open during the week, is it? On a match day between... <laughs> yeah, if it's a press room, we might be looking around this room. We wouldn't take long, is it? It's like they're doing the tours on non-match days, aren't they? The legends tours. It was just taking all of that. It's another part of that. It'll be something else to look at. Yeah, I mean... It's it's just another way of sort of celebrating the club, isn't so, it? So yesterday, does that mean the den's safe now, though? So yesterday they had a little tent by the main stand, because only the main stand was open, the kitchen stand was open, and then they had a little tent area with a, the cup, the, the, yeah, the trophy. They can take them to red schools. And yeah, and, um, yeah there was a little queue there, people with the kids, but the funny thing was, is, uh, I think they was making a big statement, come and have your photo done for free. 
would you pay to come have your photo? Well, you saw that. Some might. No, you do the Barcelona Stadium yeah. tour and all that. that yeah, that's that's the first the European Cup. Yeah. This is real, well, mate. Come on. No, but, um, but it was good because it, it, there was, you know, there was stuff going on down there yesterday, and I, I yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like a museum. Uh, yeah, I think it's all quirky stuff. I think we should be doing. Just as an aside point, I mean, they, they've been taking the trophy around a lot of local schools, yeah. which I think is a great thing. They combine yeah. it with the community scheme, they do um, youngsters, health related, football related yeah, yeah. events with the trophy as the, and the, the, I think they send a couple of players along. Yeah. And I think Morrison is actually quite, quite a... He delivered some season tickets. Yeah. There was a yeah. big, big Which is interesting. He went um, up and on people's doors and yeah. delivered some kids that season tickets. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's very much where you want to see the club, the direction of the club going. Um, is the den safe? I think Derek um, well, mentioned that, and I've written it on my, my list here. It's um, gone quiet at the moment, but... It will never be safe, will it? I mean, you can't... I think the only time it's safe is when it's empty. <laughs> safe from what? <laughs> what, 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 what? No, I mean, safe from the bulldozers, safe from the development. Oh, I right. see. Sorry, that's what I meant. No, right, I mean, because, okay. you know, we had the bits, I, I you know, it all got knocked back. That's Sorry, yeah, I'm not, I was on a different... different Sorry, no, that's the way... No, you know, our... So this is the regeneration, yeah. this is the threat to the stadium, and this is the, um, the idea that the club will be driven I don't out of the borough. Any football stadium, any sporting venue in London is totally safe, because they're looking for big plots of land, oh, and develop yeah. on, and they will reach rocket prices. Mm. And, you know, Charlton were taking the piss out of us, weren't they, mm. when they heard we was in trouble. Now it turns out their chairman started yeah. making a few inquiries about what the land's worth there. I'm sure it'll happen to Palace. Palace. God, yeah. God, please allow it to. Well, Palace, Palace need to build themselves a bigger stadium, don't yeah. they? And that mm. footprint ain't there. Just so, to get Zaha's fucking ego into yeah. it. But, um, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, there'll always be, you'll be keeping the wolf from the door while you've got yeah. a big plot of land. The dog tracks have suffered, haven't they? There's yeah, now only yeah. one dog track in London. Yeah, I mean, I'll go when you look, Even at this ground, you know, how many, how many affordable houses... Not that the residents of Bromley would want affordable houses in the end. Fuck it, no, forbid. He let you in. The, the, the reality is, no one wants affordable houses on their doorstep, do they? No. I mean, that, that's just the way, that's why the, the councils do it, and they get a nice little but chunk of cash also, to pay it in out. London, what's affordable? I mean, they talk about the ones yeah. they're going to build on the den as being 380 grand or something, start price. And the rest, I reckon. Well, the affordable? But yeah. for people on 20, 25 yeah. grand a year, that ain't fucking affordable. Nothing's affordable with them. Yeah, You've got to have a joint salary, 100 yeah. grand a year, yeah, to get a place that. in London yeah. there. Yeah. I mean, it's been an interesting year, as, 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 as you'll all know, and listeners will know. I've kind of got myself embroiled in this campaign against Lewisham Council, um, basically flaying them alive at every opportunity on, on the social media. And it's been an interesting process because actually it's still less than a year since um, they, Lewisham Council voted yeah. to compulsory purchase the, the parts of the, of the car park that the club said um, would force us away from Lewisham Borough out towards, um, I don't know, where, wherever it may be, M25, M2 Junction. Yeah. So it, it's actually, it's a huge amount that's happened in a year. My own, my own view right now is that the current, the current Labour Council in, in Lewisham is, is a dead, is a dead beast. I don't think, I don't think there's any danger from that. Um, there are mayor elections, mayoral elections, and there's council elections in, in 2018 next year. And everyone that is we've been in, in either battering or in contact with now say they're against compulsory purchase for the for, the, for that scheme. Now, who knows what other schemes will come to yeah. pass? Um, well, we've, we've spoken with the value of the land. It is a value. Well, it's it's important to, to recognise that the CPO wasn't knocked out on the 
that it shouldn't be regenerated. No. He's knocked out on the, the smelliness about the company that was behind the yeah. whole also, project. Also, it's important to remember that we weren't, the club were not against this thing happening. No. They just no. wanted a slice of the cake. Yeah. So they weren't saying, don't regenerate the area. They were saying, we want a piece of the action. For me, though, the board, they've got to get wise to this because this ain't going to be the only knock on the door we get. It'll come back in three years, five years, mm. seven years. Absolutely. And they've got to have a strategy. They've got to have a long-term yeah. strategy to recognise that the one asset we've really got, albeit on a lease, is the stadium. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I've always said it's, it's a nuisance value. It's a ransom value. Mm. Um, and and it is, I know from people that, you mentioned Charlton Palace before they got Premier League football and, and Mill. There were buyers looking for the to buy the clubs to take over yeah. the, the asset, the value, the property, and then they weren't really interested in the rest of it. And actually, I think promotion has probably helped us out significantly yeah. because it has. there'll be more media coverage of a championship club in this position than there would in League One. Yeah. So going back to your thought, I, th- I think the, the missing link, and I think I don't think it'll be the case going forward, hopefully, mm. we, are, we should be a contributory mm. factor to whatever happens. Yeah. Not I, I, sitting there waiting <clears> to find out what happens. We need to be yeah. in there now with the council, even if we don't think they've got a positive plan yes, of actually influencing, contributing. You've got yeah. to go on the back of promotion. You've got to look at what we've done in the community. There could be a award we've won. Yeah. Now is the time to actually be all over I, it. I And I don't doubt that we are, yeah. but I just think... Um, I, I hope we are. Um, I mean, we've, the, the campaign has, has, has been a disruptive one. I'm going to be really honest, because yeah. that's, that's all we've got to... Yeah. We had to stop it, and then we had to basically... Um, ridicule the politicians that wanted to put it into, into practice. We've done a pretty good job of that, but that's a destructive thing. You don't, don't take you anywhere. No. So I, I, I agree yeah. with you, Barry, that the club has got to come up with something imaginative. It's got to come up with something new and different, and it's got to be part of a plan to regenerate that, because it, it, it needs it. So I, I caught up with um, Paul at Wembley. I was just yeah. talking to him about So, for example, you, you keep you're hearing about some of them businesses like the CAF, you know, it's just going to get, but you know, my view is, is, you know, that cash should be part of the regen. Yeah. yeah. So when, when that all gets built down there, there's the going to be, there's going yeah. to be four, five, six thousand people working on that project down there. Yeah. You set them up. Yeah. You keep them in business yeah. and you actually make sure they're part of the community going forward. You don't yeah. just ditch them. Yeah. That's the sort of forward thinking we need to be looking at. And it's, to me, it's endless. Yeah. There's so many opportunities. Yeah, I mean, I think if a club can approach it with a bit of imagination, I don't know. I mean, I'm not privy to that level of what goes on. I mean, as I say, we've played a certain role, and I think it's largely coming to an end, to be, yeah. to be honest. So it's what's next? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're still calling them names online, but that's kind of it, you know, we, yeah. don't, we don't take it much further. But the next level is come up with something, something that's, that catches the eye. But does this change the picture for, for John Beryls? I mean, he's been with us ten years now. If we can get to become an established championship club, does it suddenly open up other potential buyers for the club that oh, will want to yeah. use it as a proper platform? You know, because you, you, you see these foreign owners still coming into clubs like Wolves and, and yeah. whatever. I mean, so, so the question is, does John Berylson see this as the beginning of an end? But as he always said, leaving us in a better position... Then he found us. I actually take him at his word. He's, I mean, you know, I've never seen any reason to... To do anything other than believe what he says, he says what he means. You know, yeah. he doesn't he doesn't allude to any any ideas of that kind. I don't. I think that. Um, but he's, he's a man of his word. You know? He's got to want to go at some stage, isn't he? He's been stage, around ten yeah. years. He's put all his money in. You know, there's only so long 
I don't know how old he is now, but what? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, how much longer can he fly over the Atlantic every yeah. three weeks to come and watch this? This small time. He's the one man who flies more than Bongo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and so the question no, is, is, is he getting a club into a position where he can pass it on to the next? Well, we'll, we'll see. Owner. I mean, it'd be I'm interesting so, to see what happens over the next. But he's had days. some. He's had some excuses. Don't you know? Yeah. You know, you, oh, you mentioned Wigan and Pizza, you know, and he's stuck with us. Yeah. So I actually I don't know. I still think deep down there's probably you know he wants to be part of the regen yeah. generally yeah. from a personal perspective and from a club perspective. Yeah. We'd offer him a chance to recover his money. Yeah. Interest. So I get that. Um, um, but I I think he will stick with us. Also, the other, the other thing we've spoken a few times in this, on this show about establishing ourselves as a championship club. Well, establishing yourself in the championship means you're actually on the fringes of the playoff shot at some yeah. stage. Because mm. if you're talking about mid-table, you're only a few, you know, a few inches from yeah. that, yeah. That, that, that wonderland. And Going then, into this then new season, season that payday, yeah. there's any one of 12 to 14 clubs that could win that league. Yeah. 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 This year, yeah. I include Forest. Yeah. You know, team got Ipswich, if they, they get a good run. You know, they're, they're talking about Huddersfield and obviously the Premier Huddersfield, League. Huddersfield, yeah. So, you do wonder whether that's... I mean, that would be a, a, an exit route. Of all exit routes, wouldn't yeah. they? A shot at a bit of time. Mm. Um, but, I mean, I'll take Derek's point. Even, you know, even even chairman whose family's built the den had enough of it at some point or get so old they can't carry on. It, it will come to an end yeah. at some point. Yeah. And it's around... you. Ideally, you want the perfect storm that we're in a good, strong, established position... Ready to make that leap yeah. for an, a potential investor, yeah. because people who invest in football clubs do want to return. Mm. People who do it like the old Wigan chairman, because it's their their family club and whatever, they do it to just throw money down a big black hole. But you're right; they all move on. And Jack Walker moved on from Blackburn, yeah. Yeah. didn't he? Which it was such a time, 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 time. Right, I want to close the conversation today, chaps, with. Um, for me, one of the great heroes of the summer, which is um, the Lion of London Bridge, Roy, Roy Lana. Um, for any listeners that don't know who, who Roy is, he was um, caught up in the London Bridge attacks for a couple of months ago now. Um, and famously faced down knife-wielding terrorists at the Black and Blue Bar in the bar of the Immortal Lions. Fuck you, I'm Mill Wall. Roy Lana is, 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 for me... Heroic. Um, yeah. I can't think of another word. And I'm interested to see what you chaps think. I can't think of another word to, to, for the measure of the man because in different times, in, in, in wars gone by, you, you weren't judging a man's character, you just judged his actions. Now, to go forwards when someone's standing in front of a knife, I think, is heroic. Um, he's had one or two bad bits of publicity since, but I think he's been... The media latch onto you, don't they? And they come looking yeah. for things to, yeah. to say something stupid. I think this is an interesting thing because we talked about the Millwall reputation. So the yeah. question is, would he have got the backlash if he hadn't been a Millwall fan? He, he got the surge because I saw him on yeah. um, the Piers Morgan yeah. um, show in the morning. But even then, there was that minor sort of take the piss out of him a little. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's a Millwall fan. Absolutely. Isn't he? But also, I mean, now, of course, there's, you know, he's got pulled up with his. Some left wing sympathiser. Some of the camera. Do it. Yeah. That's you know, as, yeah. as people want to do these days, to try and they build someone up now, they want to knock him down. Yeah. And, and he's on the receiving end of that, and God knows what they're going to do to him. There was I mean, it's good to see he's got 
proper defence around him. Well, he's, there's an interesting post. Him. I don't know if we saw it on, on Twitter yesterday. The, the uh, barrister Alison Gurren, yeah. who does a lot of football work, has, has, has taken him on as a kind of a. I don't know if she's his agent now. Yeah. She called herself a gatekeeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly there was an interesting statement that went with it, and, and it's an angle I, I hadn't really thought of. That he was actually a victim of the of the attacks, but because of this furore, he's been built up to be um, a slightly comic, yeah. slightly yeah, heroic yeah, yeah, yeah. mix of, of um, yeah. like this wouldn't have had an effect. I mean, the, the, the man was attacked with and cut to pieces. Mm. At, at the end of the day, my local club, the Oxford Burns Club, they they, um, they did a wonderful piece for a, a, somebody who won the Victoria Cross. And they dug out all the history behind it, and it was a wartime hero. <clears throat> um, they've been down at the den, they've been on the pitch and done presentations. Um, ultimately, his actions are similar to what went on in the war. Yeah. A lot of working class heroes put their money where their mouth was. He's actually a hero in my book. Yeah. The thing I don't think is helping him at the moment, they did a massive collection for him, he got 40 or 50 grand from crowdfunding. He doesn't need that. He does, because I don't think he's working regularly. No. What he needs is some good people around him to help him get in a settled job and a settled piece of accommodation yeah. and then use the money to rebuild himself. Yeah. 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 Now, there's plenty of people at Millwall, in and around Millwall, professional people who can help him do that, give him a bit of guidance, because someone now on the head on our fund the other day is surprised how many friends you've got when you've got 50 grand in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would have a lot of friends, and they may not even be... Yeah. The right sort of friends who are wrapping themselves around him at the moment. He needs the right people giving him a bit. I'd of agree with that. Um, as I said, I found it interesting that Alison. I don't know. I've never met her, but she certainly does a lot of um, defence work for blokes caught up in situations. She seems to have um, taken on the, particularly I think with media inquiries. I think they're always looking to get into stories, say the wrong thing, yeah. use the wrong words. And that's what they're looking to do. And you know. I don't know Roy, and I, I, so I, don't, I can only judge from what I've seen, um, but he does need that kind of help, I think. Yeah. That's a jungle. He's <clears throat> the other interesting thing, there, was, um, there were four Millwall fans actually involved on the evening around Borough Market, um, and I found out recently that uh, there was a cab driver who tried taking them out on London Bridge. Yeah. Mm. I don't think he's a Millwall fan per se, but he's an ex-Bermersey boy, he went to Bacon School, right. and he actually tried running them over in his black cab. So on the night, there were lots of have-a-go mm. heroes, mm. Roy's probably one of the, uh, the, the higher profile ones, but yeah. there was a lot of people there prepared to stand up and have a go. Yeah. And that is the sort of, the Millwall attitude, the Bermersey, the, the inner yeah. London attitude, it's like, someone's having a go at me, I'll fucking stand up. So I, when you've done the agenda, I raised, with all that, there's a, lot, there's a number of things I think that happened, but this whole no one likes us and you know you, you, you sense when we were sitting there talking about you know oh God, you know next incident there's a number of people that are warming to us you know so we spoke about the you know the community award yeah um, I mean I, I want to raise um, young Sophie Powell yeah. uh, last game of the season um, some of the donations I got from some of the Mill fans were quite eye-opening yeah. very very eye-opening yeah. big lumps of money to make yeah. that happen um, and even the guys coming up to me on the blue bus, you know, yeah, mate, is a tenner. Yeah. You come out with me, Pete, didn't you? Yeah. Everyone. So what I'm saying is all that sort of stuff, that's a given. We do that. Well, we, 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 we do we that, that to be a normal barrier. We now, do that. I've done similar things. You have. will come buy a badge, which I'm saying, a fire, yeah. and they'll give me 20 and say, don't worry about it. It's a in the pot. So yeah. we'll give some change. But they don't want change. They, that's not, they don't really want the badge. So that, that's a culture <laughs> Mill's always had. You know, you always look after your own. You do that with your families, yeah. but you do that with your club. You do that with your, you know your fellow supporters. 
and, and to me, Roy is integral to that. And I yeah. think, yeah, quite rightly, as you say, his his future now needs to be protected. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, at the time, there was talk of nominating for an, um, a medal. George Cross, I think, was spoken of. I don't know whether subsequent publicity would affect that. I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure, sure it will. Sure it will do. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just struck by this contrast between the old days we talked about Victoria Crosses in wartime. Um, where you didn't judge the character of the man, you just, but, all your actions, his actions. His actions. So, I'm thinking of um, Private Hook in Zulu, you yeah. know, the convict that, that charges forwards. Well, that's what you're judged on, not whether you used the correct term or whether your yeah. education wasn't yeah. good enough to let you know you say this in this situation. Um, I would like to see Roy recognised because I. I, I the, the story night of that night was, was um, you know, not to d diminish the other yeah. heroes of that night, Peter. But I would like to see him nominated. I don't know if there's any moves. It's a very brave thing he did, in, and in, you, in, you actually do. Um, I've had a couple of comments at work, you know, oh, he was a Millwall fan. What's that got, what would you have done? You know, what would you have done? You know, and they sort of look at you a little bit there. Because I don't know what I would have done. No, I honestly no. kind of what there, I there was one man who was in the Black and Blue restaurant, I think. He, he stopped these attackers getting right. into the black and blue restaurant. There was, there was an oriental guy I saw, just like a kung yeah. fu. And there was a guy there who right. said, this man, no matter what people think of him, he probably saved me and my wife's life by stopping them getting into the restaurant. Yeah. That speaks volumes for me. Yeah. That's well, a can't say no more because they were one on that, move on to the next one quick. Once they've got a barrier in the way, they go to yeah. easy targets. Yeah. It's all yeah. about easy targets. They started yeah. off going for easy targets. Yeah. Yeah. Poor fellow was walking along the road, there was a video of it, walking yeah. along just as they got shot. Well, just to just to close the subjects, we've probably said as much as we can say. But that that video that I saw um, of the the kind of final seconds of the terrorists was quite something because um, when you say the police shot them dead, you I, I, you have some kind of um, film image of a, a very calm sniper pulling a trigger with a, with a, with a, a you know the old um, crosshairs. crosshairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chaos that I saw on that video, where the police literally ran round the corner, confronted by three blokes with knives, and they're walking backwards, trying to take aim to shoot, in the chaos of, of, well, of the, the moment. The car actually I, jumps out of the I car, car my head off yeah, and leaves the yeah. car in gear. You see the car carry on rolling. Yeah. The police X5 or wherever it is carries on rolling, and the cop is already out and shooting. But you're walking backwards. Yeah. I don't have in my mind. There's a curbstone behind me. I don't want to fall backwards. Yeah. Because the weapons are going to move up, and you've got these three scumbags in front of you. So we've probably said as much as we can say. I think it's good news that Roy's getting represented, and I hope that he moves on. I think I think you're right. Peter. Well, the clubs recognised him, haven't they? <coughs> they've given him a season ticket. He's got a season ticket. I think so the club have done some stuff quietly. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think they've made it. Yeah, yeah which is probably not a bad. But then that's the middle way, isn't it? That's what I was yeah. saying earlier. We do lots of things. Yeah. yeah. Lots and lots of things. And, and at the end of the day, it's good news stories that the press don't want. Just before we close now, I just want to say one quick word. Uh, I know Mr. Williams left the club and whatever. <laughs> but I, I, I haven't met Steve Kavanagh. No. But he seems like a breath of fresh air around the club. Even little things like, yes, he's friendly. We've now got decent draft beer on tap. Yes. With so quick pour glasses. Fills a glass and in hot like 12 seconds. Hot vintage has come, come up. You know, the signings, the new kit, the kit being in the club shop by June. Yeah. All the little changes that seem to have happened for the positive. You know, he can't claim credit for Community Club of the Year because I think he'd only just joined yeah. and it was a done deal. But we seem to be moving forward in all areas. And you yeah. said at the beginning about, you know, a bit of electricity around the club. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think a quick word for Steve Kavanagh to say, 
Yeah. Well done. We're yeah, no, well done. Chin, no, I agree. We seem to be moving forward. Now. Yeah. I mean, well, I've well, he's, 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 he's a reassuring character. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other team he's followed in the past. It won't be all, but anyway, we can forgive him past allegiances. As long as he gets us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think since Wembley, he gets us quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get us if we're bottom of the league come yeah. January. Don't worry about that. Yeah. What games we're looking forward to, chap? Just to close out, what's your, what's, what game are you most looking forward to? Uh, it's, it's got to be QPR. QPR at home. It's got to be, isn't it? I think the, 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 the all the way, way gone, by then. Oh, no, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. Um, yeah, that's the only. Or have me all flu. That's the only reason all the way come in, and I think I think Villa with John Terry for similar yeah. sort of reasons yeah. is going to be quite comical. I think that game will bring out a lot of the humour. I think, yeah, as you so. can imagine, there's going to be some chances. Well, there's no hostility towards Terry that I like, yeah. but there will be huge. Yeah, I mean, there's, they're the days when you've got a bit of an atmosphere, a bit of an edge, but a good laugh. They're yeah. the days that you look, and I can see that Villa game could work And the, Lewis Graben for Sunderland now. He won't turn up. <laughs> One of the games I always enjoy is against teams like Norwich because they bring a load of fans, they make a bit of noise. Mm. Actually, the football's usually quite good. Yeah. Yeah, Most of their games against size. Norwich yeah. Yeah. have always been good attacking football games. Um, there's, there's, there's no bad games in this league, is no. there? No. Burton's probably the weakest of the group. Yeah. I've heard we've um, got 4,000 invites to a Chinese wedding at Fulham. We'll be their anniversary soon, wouldn't it? So think, yeah. It was at the wedding, but, so we yeah. do their anniversary. So uh, obviously the boats can all come up and we'll make sure we're all <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to a boat trip to Brentford and. Uh... <laughs> I think, I, think the, I think the Leeds game, that's always a pantomime, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's a, you know, I don't know when it is, if it's pre Christmas, it would be a pantomime. Car- Cardiff normally has a bit of a Cardiff fun going on, doesn't it? There seems to be some sort of incident there. Big um, season ahead. Um, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Um, a, lot, a lot of big games, a lot of high profile situations. Um, thank you very much, gentlemen. Thank you to Bromley for allowing us to. Kent Camps. Kent Camps, are we called? <laughs> And we'll do this again very, very soon in the season, I hope. So thank you very much, chaps. Thanks a lot, sir. Thanks. You've been listening to Octoon Millwall, the CBL Magazine podcast. That's the Millwall News this week, and we are out of here. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.